0: Hello, buddy. It's me, Ross, and welcome back to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, where town fans have their say on all things town. And oh, what a night it was at Portland Road under the lights. Six goals, ladies and gentlemen. Six goals are scored. A massive win against Doncaster. We have lift off. And I'm joined by six fine gentlemen to talk about the win and look ahead to the week against Accrington Stanley. And well, I'm going to start off with a man making his debut in Kez. Kez, I am buzzing to have you on the show. I'm buzzing for the massive win. What's your opening thoughts on that great win on Tuesday night? And welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, mate. Thank you for having me on. Any excuse to talk to you. Um, But no, yeah, obviously, really good win on Tuesday. Um, Just, you know, really great night under the lights at Portman Road. Um, And yeah, 6-0, I think that's... The, the, the least we deserved i thought you know i was really re, really encouraged by the fact that at 3-0 the game was pretty much won um and, but and but yeah, we kept that that hung you could still see that hunger that desire to um to put in a real shift in and, um, and keep and keep attacking um which is not something that we are used to seeing um often we'll sort of uh well in recent years shall we say with um Sin town sides perhaps go two 0 up and then sit back and then um, end up conceding late on and then having to absorb a lot of pressure in the closing stages or um, even go on to uh, to drop points. Which so yeah, was massively encouraged by that. Um, but also, I think there's worse there's worse sides than us that are going to hammer Doncaster by the looks of uh, by the looks of Tuesday night. So I think um, that the the result in isolation um means very little other than to build confidence going into uh, these two these games coming up. So yeah, what what really matters now is uh, is how we how we push on from here.
0: And uh, of course Sam Morsi had an amazing debut. You had a fantastic debut on game day and I'm sure you're gonna have a great debut on the Kings of Angle fan social. Sure, uh, of course you're joined by Ben, Welshmark, Brad, Liam and Mark Beck, the man who has just got a great double act with Mike at the moment. I'm looking forward to that every game day. But I'm going to go over to Ben next. Ben, welcome back to the show. You made a trip from Cambridge on Tuesday night and a well-worth trip. Of course, Welsh Mark went all the way from Wales. We'll get to him later. But Ben, your opening thoughts on that 6-0 win.
2: Um, thanks for having me as always, Ross. Um, I can't wait to hear more from Mark about his trip from Wales. That's some effort, um, and well rewarded, weren't we, all for our travels? Um, no matter how far or how near we came, yeah, all delighted. Every town fan is living, um, well, living on cloud nine or cloud six, whichever you want to say it for the for, well, up until three o'clock on Saturday, anyway. Um, yeah, just delighted to see us perform that way. We, we were so in charge of the game. We, I, Doncaster weren't much cop, were they? But that's not, I think, in times like this, we have to enjoy, you know, the fact that we've won 6 0. I haven't seen us score six. I wasn't there for the Doncaster away game when Wickham got a hat trick. Um, Bristol City game when Walters got a hat trick, I wasn't there either. So you have to go back. I think we beat Barnsley once in one of the around 2000. I was there for that when we scored six at home. David Johnson got a few, so it doesn't happen very often where you actually get to see your side score six. Well, if you're Ipswich Town fan. Um, and we yeah, just the way that we controlled the game. Morsi was just just absolutely bossed it to have a, a player in your team who just bossed the midfield. I just love the way that he moved around the pitch, just shrugging people off like they were children. Sometimes it did look like men against boys. He picks the right pass, he plays it simple, but he does look to go forward as well. And I think the whole team just looked at that, swallowed it up, and just he led by example and everyone just went with it, really. Um, I don't think we can over exaggerate how much an effect he did have on the team. Um, I sat in the um, upper north. I like to get the atmosphere from the lower north. Couldn't get in there, so I went to the upper. But you do get a really good uh, view of the game there. And you just saw the way that he picks up those pockets of space in front of the back four, giving it to the full I thought Penny going forward. So he had a bit of a dodgy first 10 minutes, but then superb going forward. But hardly any of the town players put a foot wrong all game. Just absolutely delighted to watch a game we controlled from start to finish. Um, and just relax, enjoy some football. It's the most relaxing 90 minutes of football I've seen Ipswich play for absolutely ages. And I'm still just so happy, Ross.
0: We are all happy indeed. Of course, we're not getting too carried away, but how long has it been for us to actually enjoy a moment, enjoy a moment, enjoy a week knowing our team have won massively at Portland Road? And uh, Welsh Mark, you went all the way to Suffolk on a Tuesday night. You know, can you explain the the idea of that and the trip itself? Welcome to the show and your opening thoughts on that massive win. And Well, wow, it was worth the trip.
3: It was 250 miles from Sonia to, uh, to to Ipswich, took Tuesday afternoon off and drove up, went to the game, drove about Wednesday morning, left at quarter past seven. So a 500 mile round trip over two days. And I do it again tomorrow for a performance like that because it was well worth it. Um, it's been a while since I've been to, to Portland Road under the lights because it's a fairly long trip. Um, I've seen some good games at Portman Road. I show my age now. I was there the night Alan Brazil scored five goals. I think I would have been uh, I would have been 10 or 11. Uh, I was also there the, the the day that we put five on Manchester United. And again, I think I would have been about seven or eight at the time with my old man. Uh, so I've seen a few crackers, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was just a sheer bloody relief of of actually playing football and looking like a cohesive attacking side. It was an absolute joy. Um, I've got to say a big shout out to my uncle for putting me up and for for Bumble, who uh, I met on Tuesday and bought me a delicious pint of 1991 at half-time, which which has topped it off beautifully. Um, Town... I thought they played exceptionally well. I, I've got to put a caveat in Doncaster were absolutely bloody awful. Let's, let's be brutally honest. They had one shot in the second half. Uh, I don't think they got more than two crosses into the box. They never really caused us any problems. And I think they are going to get, you know, as been mentioned already thrashed a few times this season, and they're going to really, really struggle because they, they're a very poor side. Um, but take that away from Ipswich, you can only beat who you've got to play and we beat them comfortably with, well, I think, a bit to spare. It could have been seven. It could have been eight, I think, to be brutally honest, um, you know, but an exceptional performance. And Morsey was absolutely superb. Absolutely superb. I watched the West Ham game and I thought, well, he's OK. But he was absolutely different gravy out there because his attitude, his work rate, and his bravery, not just in the tackle, but his bravery to accept the ball anywhere at any given time, whatever way he's facing, really stood out. And halfway through the, well, coming towards the end of the first half, I think we were 2 0 up. And he was giving Cameron Burgess a right bollocking for not pushing up. And he would not let it lie for about two minutes. And he kept going on and pointing and gesturing, You should have been here, you should have been here. And it went on and on and on. I thought he must be a right pain in the backside to play alongside because he won't give you a moment. But it's great for the team. And it's what we've been crying out for for a long, long time. Somebody like that to boss the midfield and to shake a few people and to, you know, and and to give some stick where necessary. Absolutely superb. I really enjoyed, you know, his performance. And, you know, having him there allowed Lee Evans to play. Sprayed some beautiful passes around. He looked a much more attack-minded central midfield player. Obviously, he scored a great hat-trick. At one point, I thought he might have scored a perfect hat-trick. But when I looked back, the first goal was right foot, not left foot. Terrific. Brought out the best in everybody. Solid at the back. Emerson and Burgess, very impressed with. Had very little to do. The two full-backs played well. Tanassian and Burns linked up well. You know, Burns is electric. You know, he's a flying Welsh wizard down there. His cross for the first goal was Bang on, absolutely bang on, and that's what Macaulay Bond. Well, what more do you want? I mean, he's he's a, he's a chantry lad. He works his socks off. You know, uh, there were times during the game where two defenders were grappling with him to you know to sort of hold him back, but he kept going. He runs the channels. He holds the ball up well. He gets in the right place at the right time, and that second goal was absolutely spectacular, absolutely spectacular. So all in all, I'm delighted. I'm absolutely buzzing, and I'm in the process now of booking me next tickets for the um I think for the Fleetwood game at half term. So I'm bringing my son Joseph down. He's taking half a day off school. Don't tell anybody that. And uh, we're coming down to watch the game with uh, my father, uh, so Joseph's Grander. So three generations of town fans, and we'll all be there for that. And I hope uh, another six will. A six nil would be nice. That
0: would be nice indeed. And Brad, do you think I made it more special because it was under the lights? It was the first time since basically pre COVID that town fans were at a proper Tuesday night game under the lights. You know, we've had the Newport game and the, you know, pizza. Cup competition trophy, whatever it's called. Um, but they didn't really count. But this was the proper league game. 18,000 plus were there. Fantastic atmosphere. Uh, thanks to North Stand and everything else. kids part of that. I always catch him waving the flag about. We'll get onto that later. But Brad, your opening thoughts and welcome back to the show.
4: Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, Ross. Uh, just as I was walking down there from the Crown Car Park and just going through the streets and then you see the floodlights and just the masses of people near burger vans just congregating. That you just thought, there's a game of football tonight, and just just that feeling of being back under the lights It's my favourite. My favourite. Um. Well, that's <laughs> about to say time of day, but yeah, I, I prefer night games, um, because of the atmosphere the floodlights bring. And um, yeah, I, I mentioned on game that's was my dad's birthday. Um, he was 60, six goals, zero conceded. So lovely. Um, he had a great day. Um, as Mark's already alluded to, Doncaster were dreadful. In particular, Tom Anderson, their captain, who was a solid centre-half under Darren Moore a couple of years ago. He, he just, everything he did, I mean, he flipped the goal on for Evans to score his first, um, bullied by Bon all night, took one in the face from Wes Burns. Um, if, if Andy Warren was right, he'd I mean, be probably close to a two. But, yeah, you've got to talk about us, haven't i just got to relish the moment. And I know all you guys are saying, come on, let's kick on now. Let's let's look to Saturday. I just want to enjoy this moment because we're Ipswich to Town fans and you just kind of know that something's going to just, yeah, at some point that'll be, oh, here we go again. So I just want to relish this moment and enjoy the 6-0 that I saw. I'll delve, I'll delve more into the detail a little bit later, but, yeah, um, Maybe we'll see another 6 0, you never know. Uh, Paul Kirkley loves an 8 nil win, doesn't he, against um, all that time with Wigan? So, goals are something you're going to see a lot of on road. And uh, with Sammy Morsey there, well, I can't, I can't see us conceding anytime soon because that just looks so rock solid and strong. Him and Evans, Burgess and Edmondson didn't have a lot to do, did they? I mean, Morsey, just any ball that came into a striker's feet, Morsey was on it. That's just. Yeah, he he was incredible to watch, and just just how good he was. I know he was, knew he was a good player. I seen him play before, but I guess at that level, is he is a different level, isn't? He? But yeah, I'm still buzzing, and I will be forever about this win because that was just because that really is a memory for me with Dad's birthday, and what, what a brilliant night!
0: Yeah, what a brilliant night! And over to you, Liam. We're gonna keep this short and simple. You know, oh, what a night, because it was. Um, your opening thoughts on the win against Doncaster. Uh, did you ever expect us to score that many goals at Portland Road? You know, I know we've we've had some big results before, but this is just, just a massive one.
5: Um, well, I thought that we might have scored a few against Doncaster. I was confident of that. I didn't expect six. Um, and Mark's partner in crime, Mike, uh, put up a very ambitious bet just before the game in uh, in the group chat, which um, I have to say I'm really annoyed now. I didn't go for. I went for something slightly different, um, and ended up uh, falling short because there wasn't enough corners. So, <laughs> um, if I'd just stuck to the goals, I would have uh, would have been quids in as well as being absolutely delighted with with the result. Um, I'm absolutely delighted to be here after my last appearance where probably by association. Um, <laughs> I was part of a crew that was slightly talked about a lot for being very negative. And um, yes, I never said anything about relegation in that. Um, I was trying to be as positive as I could um, in that one, uh, but a little bit difficult. So I'm, I'm delighted I'm here to be a lot more positive. And th- there, was, there was nothing wrong from Tuesday night. It was... You've got to put into context. Doncaster were absolutely terrible, um, and the fact that they pretty much only had two shots all night um, shows where they were. They they didn't they didn't lay a glove on town. And I think after the second goal, um, when Lee Evans scored, the game was over. Uh, I mean, even in the second half, where they stabilised a bit and town maybe went a little bit. There was a little period where if Doncaster had got a goal might have all gone downhill again but for me they didn't look like they were going to score then um, and the the back four Planky and goal that they were all very very solid um and then obviously as soon as the third went in and the blitz began it, it was it was just amazing amazing to see and and as everyone has said about Sam Morsey, I was so excited on Tuesday night, I forgot to mention Sam Morsey in the, the game day interview. But he, he, for me, allowed that performance to happen. Um, just because you, you look at Lee Evans and he was managing to get a bit further forward. Um, but he just gives you that solidity in midfield, that tenacity, bite, um, just a commanding presence. Um, and he knows what he's doing in that position and I don't think Evans is that sort of player and, and obviously Harper definitely isn't um, and I think that's one of the issues we've had uh, in those opening games and Morsey coming in just made that difference completely um, and it's just a shame that we scored six um, we could we could have had a few more and um, Burns' shot was definitely going into the net um, had it not smashed the central defender's head, um, although I'm glad he was okay, by the way, because did look like a, a nasty blow. Um, and then, obviously, the post near the end um, from Harper, which probably would have topped it off, really, because Harper been dropped, um, maybe fighting for a position now, suddenly, where there's a lot of competition. For him to get a goal would have just topped it off. But all in all, you, you really can't argue about anything um all night. And as you said in the opening statements, hopefully now this is lift off towards a good run, bit of momentum, and now town will will start hunting down the rest of the teams higher up the table.
0: Yeah, and as you said, the, the podcast we had a few weeks ago is uh, was very negative, but it is because we did lose five two against Bolton and uh, you know, it wasn't looking all rosy. But um, you know, town fans Football fans, we're fickle. Um, It's just, it's part of football, isn't it? One week we're moaning, one week we're buzzing about the win. Mark, well, you've had to hear all the lads' thoughts. It's over to you. You have the floor, You're opening. Welcome back to the show, of course, and your thoughts on that massive win. And then we'll get on to talk about the goals, the moments. Lee Evans hasn't really been mentioned much so far. He scored a hat trick. Oh, When was the last time? Was it Grant Ward last time we saw a town player score a hat-trick on his debut as well? He came off the bench and has anybody else got a hat-trick I think it might have been.
6: Yeah. It's been very bleak times since. That seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? But um, no, some very good points from all the lads. Um, I've got to try and not repeat anything that's, that's already been said. But for me, I think that was a culmination of some of the really good play that we have seen this season. I think a lot of the time we've shot ourselves in the foot but we've been playing some really good football in spells, whereas it hasn't quite come together as a performance as a team. And I think, as the guys have alluded to, Sam Morsi was the catalyst for that. It looked like a completely different side. Going back again, rewinding to Sheffield Wednesday, I know there was a little bit of disappointment after that. I felt we should have won that game. Almost certainly, we had enough chances to, and we're the better side in that game as well. And I said to a few guys that I go to with regularly on another day we win that game three or four one. And then lo and behold, the next game we go and smash six. Um, it was quite relieving to see that that finally all came together. Um, you know, we say what you would about Doncaster. You can only beat what's put in front of you. That's a good old footballing cliche, isn't it? But, um, no, I, I, I think now we can really start to see what this team is made of. Um, sometimes it does take that result regardless of who the opposition is just to get that confidence, not only within the team itself, but within the fans to forget that come back. And I think what I've noticed as well um, is that the defence is very much sorted now. Um, what I was really pleased with is that we didn't concede. A very interesting thing to do would be to put, take a foot off the gas and let that clean sheet slip away. We fought that to the end. There was a moment just towards the end, I think it was, where... Harper let the ball run across him and and Doncaster were through, but Edmondson and Burgess, who I'm a big fan of, and I hope they're going to be a, a partnership to remember going forward. Um, you know They're hungry to keep clean sheet, and 6-0 in isolation is an absolutely fantastic result. But put them all together, we've beaten Lincoln, who are a very good side in this division. Um, we've gone away from home and got our first win there, kept a clean sheet. Sheffield Wednesday, if, if teams have got school goals like they did, at like Sheffield Wednesday did, to be, you know, to, to get a result against us, then so be it. You know, That's not going to happen every game in this division, let alone, and then to go and smash a team bottom of the league. And it's very rarely for that to happen. You think, if you go back in the past, we're playing Doncaster, we're both down the bottom. Doncaster have been absolutely abysmal, along come Ipswich, and usually it's a 1-0 win for Doncaster. But for us to take them to the sword and absolutely slaughter them, it was very un and Yeah, um, some of the performances I'm sure we'll go on to. I think the key th- thing for me, and it, it has been mentioned, is Lee Evans. And I think having Morsi to come in and take that captaincy and taking the burden of that off him has really is really going to help Lee Evans going forward. I think certain players, especially with Lee Evans being one of the first new players through the door, I think he felt a lot of pressure and responsibility for this new regime to get off to a flying start. And maybe... He suffered, but now he's got someone he can trust alongside him and take away that leadership burden from him. I think we're going to see sort of the shackles off him. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more goals from him and certainly more assists. But no, picking a bad performance out of that, I mean, you can't. There, there wasn't one. There simply wasn't one. Um, and I just hope that they, long may those performances continue.
0: I think the only negativity is there should have been more goals. We wanted more goals. Only six. That's poor Yeah but it is what it is. We can't have everything. Um, Over to you then, Kez. I'll let you have the floor to move into the next segue of uh, segments. Um, Let's talk about the goals. You know, six very good goals. Um, Lee Evans' knee slide as well. Fantastic knee slide. I was very pleased that I captured that on camera and talk about the the crowd as well. Uh, you're part of the blue action. Like you're part of the, that that section six, always bringing the atmosphere. Um, what was that like being in that, that section for the first time in a long while of actually celebrating loads of goals uh, and what's to pick out the bunch for the goals for yourself?
1: Yeah, it was quality, mate. Absolutely quality. You know, like um, it's been... Yeah, it's been sort of so. Yeah, I I was uh, I've sort of started going with those lots ever since. You know the um, the the early League One days um, were under Lambert, and there there were times when we were sort of right in that little tucked away in that little corner, um, and it was a real labour to kind of got like get any atmosphere going, especially when um, when the football on the pitch wasn't great either. So um, yeah, no, and like Tuesday, it really felt like everything coming together in the stands as well as on the pitch you know the atmosphere really did take off um and it, like we've been and we've been saying like since we sort of moved to that um that bit just um a little bit so sort, sort of more central we've been saying like it's such a better positioning for um for for us to be and it's been there's been some really good spells where the atmosphere sort of you know, reverberated around, but we were we have just been waiting on sort of the uh, the lads on the pitch to uh, do us a favour and, and contribute towards that, you know, because you can't have one without the other. Um, and finally, um, that happened on Tuesday, and yeah, just bit of some like just being in amongst it, man, is just so good. Um, in terms of the goals that we scored, like I, I could i can't remember if ever I've seen a, a crossbar and in. From, uh, from Lee Evans, uh, for, well, from any, any town player. But yeah, that Lee Evans goal that went off, like just clipped the underside of the bar and then went in was possibly my personal favourite. Um, but I think going back to being, sort of being in amongst that melee, um, you sometimes, like, and because everything's happening so quickly and you sort of, your attention is, uh, you know, so frantic and everything. I don't always get the opportunity to actually sort of capture these moments as they are. And I had to look back on those highlights and I do not remember registering how good McCauley Bond's second goal was. Like when he chested it down and just volleys it on the half turn, that was absolutely sublime. So, uh, yeah, no, I think that, but yeah, those two, but I think they were all really well-worked goals. And I think um, Selena, who I didn't think was... (laughs) I didn't think had out of everyone. I didn't think had the best game, but for him to pop up with those two assists in the second half just shows the, the quality of a player that he is, that he can still make a meaningful contribution without the perhaps the, uh, the full performance being there. And, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, there was there was some real great, yeah, and, and just seeing Wes Burns like for that first goal, just like I absolutely love Wes Burns. I think he's so consistent, yeah. and you just know exactly what you're going to get from him. And just seeing him sort of burn down that right hand side, and um, and stick a like a really nice low ball in for the first goal, just for uh, Macaulay Bond to tap home. So yeah, though, yeah, th- those three were probably my favourite. That would just be it. Um-
0: yeah, out of six, definitely. And uh, Ben, I'm gonna go over to you now. Um, it, it was a statement win we've been looking for. You know, we've got you know we have liftoff. We're not getting too carried away, but just oh, I'm just, I'm just buzzing right now. I'm just buzzing, just hearing all of you guys got smiles on your faces. That's what I was enjoying on game day as well. Everyone just so happy and we're all hugging, fist pumping, and just all that sort of stuff. You know, do you think we have liftoff now? And what's the other key points from the game for yourself? Um. <clears throat>
2: I sort of quite reflective, particularly on the on the journey home on the sodden A fourteen, which was quite tricky actually to get back to Cambridgeshire. Glad we got back in one piece and drive. But um sort of reflecting, particularly when I first used to come on this podcast under those drab days during lockdown, watching Lambert on the crappy eye follow, you know, losing away to well, anybody at that point. And you just think how far we've come. Just I mean, I thought that after the Wimbledon game that I went to see when we drew two till the, the the quality of football is streets ahead of what we've had for, for a number of years and that obviously we were rewarded with the 6-0 win but this is why when you're saying about liftoff Ross that's why I think there's been a bubbling feeling that it that a result like this was coming because fans aren't stupid you know they can see the quality of football is so much better under Cook Brad alluded to it he said you know we're going to see goals this year it's exciting to watch Paul Cook sides and we haven't had a team like that for so long it was fantastic i I didn't mention on them when you came to me first, and I should have done that. I had a colleague come from uh, work with me and his son. Um, he's Colombian. Um, the dad and, and Thomas was born in England. They're actually Arsenal fans. So I said, "Oh, come and watch chips so You're actually half decent to watch these days. And they kept looking at me. Every goal goes in. They're like, I was like, it's not normally like this. Honestly, don't don't get used to this. So if anything, don't come again, because it will never be better than this. But it was that feeling around the ground. Everybody's looking around, just people smiling, kids jumping up and down. It was that whole sort of euphoric, collective euphoric feeling that we all had. Um, yes, we could get a slap round the face and come back down to work on Saturday against Actionton, but personally, i will be shocked. I don't, I, don't, I don't think we will. I think that this team is different to what we've had in the past. So I think that we can build on this, hopefully go on a really good run now. I don't think we should fear anyone in the division. There's, there's no one we can't beat with the squad we've got. Let's have that feeling again. Let's have that We're Ipswich Town. You know, we are a big club at League One, but we've got the squad to show it now. We've got the infrastructure improving all the time. I think, yeah, we should be bullish about it. I think town fans should be ultra positive. Let's put the, the those times in the dark, those doldrums in the past and,
0: and move, on, move on now.
2: We Blast. Go forward. We've got lift off for us.
0: Oh, that's what I wanted to hear. Um, Welsh Mark. Well, let's enjoy this, I say. Um, what's other takeaways from the game? And... Um, I'm going to try to let you all segue into each other. So, Mark, you segue into Brad, Liam, and then other Mark. And I'll let you take the floor. It's your time to enjoy this moment. Add the positivity because next week we'll be moaning about uh, a defeat. I'm off to now. I'm sorry, guys.
3: No, no, no defeats now. Positivity. The, the defense looks solid. It's like a settled defense. I mean, Janasian has really come into his own. He's, he, you know, he looks very accomplished at right back, and I like his relationship with Burns. And he's, and he's solid. You know, he, and he's, and he's and he's sensible. And he, you know, I think he's great. The two center halves look great, and I was very impressed with Penny as well. Somebody said, yeah, dodgy first 10 minutes, he miscontrolled a pass and a couple of the crowd gave him a a bit of stick around us. And I thought, oh, that doesn't look good. But after that, he he, he, played a terrific game, played really well. So I think the defence is looking a lot more solid. Having Morsey in front makes a massive difference. But they don't look like they're going to concede goals easily because in the past, I think that, you know, that's a a criticism that we've levelled at town. Um, The other thing to take away is, you know, strengthening depth. You know, we've got Edwards to come back on the left wing. You know, we've got Piggott wasn't even on the bench, for crying out loud. He wasn't even on the bench. You know, how many teams in League One are going to have that kind of strength and depth to last them through the season? You know, it's it's incredible, really. We are so, so lucky to have um, the kind of squad that we've got now. And um, somebody said to me in the bar at halftime, I said, I can't believe it. We sold Giselle. We got Morsey. How lucky were we? I thought, well, we weren't lucky. That was just good business because, you know, Morsey was the type of player that we'd always wanted his L to be, really, wasn't he? Kind of, you know, c- controlling a game, dictating a game, and you know, and, and doing all that, and he, and he never managed to do until like, he still managed to do it for QPR yet. But yeah, the, you know, really positive, defensive sort of. We got great strength in The atmosphere was amazing, absolutely buzzing. People were coming out and, and chatting, and I went home and, and watched the goals and talked to my uncle till about one in the morning. You know, and it's just, you know, fantastic. And, and, I, and I've been buzzing all week. I'm knackered, but I'm buzzing. You know, and that's how it should be.
4: Yeah, because, uh, like you say there, Mark, the, the defence feels sorted now, doesn't it? The, the, the Bolton game was the wake-up call. It was uh, full-backs, don't go on every single time. Just sit a little bit. Let the front sits play. You guys just stay just, just stay in your positions a little bit more and just stay a bit more solid. And um, I, I I think we've just got the recipe for, for our success now because morsey I think, is going to be... Probably the most important player of our season. Um, I know it's going off one game, but I thought I thought I might be saying that was Bond, but the difference he made to our team is was unbelievable, unbelievable. To every single player around him, to Lee Evans around him, to um, the centre halves, just looked so much more confident and just the intensity that we played at. Like it was a six-nil, but that was a, like that was a, like you see store lines sometimes. They can. Um, not really tell the whole story, but my God, did that. It sits now, that really did. Um, every time Doncaster would try and get the ball, we were just on him like a rash, like that sort of fitness that we were promised from from Cook. We just looked far fitter. We looked far stronger. Better footballers, um, better patterns of play. Just ev- everything just, just came together. Um, and, yeah, I, I I think we have lift off now. You look at our next three. You've got Hagrid's in the way, um, who are coming off a of 5-1, defeated in Saltsford. Um, Shrewsbury at home, which might get called off of international break, but not going great guns. And then he got Cambridge away. That's, that's free to really try and look at getting nine, nine points from. Um, I know Cambridge, that's going to be a cup final for them. They're all going to be cup finals because everyone who plays us, it's going to be a cup final. That's, that's the only thing now. We've got to turn up every single time. Not going to win six every time, but with Morsey leading and Just like like you said, Mark, the way he was on a a Burgess, you just feel like he is setting the standards now and the standards will not slip. Um, So I like to think this lift off. Look how strong that line up was the other night as well. I looked at my phone and I thought, bloody hell. Like that front six, I'm not kidding, is probably stronger than, apart from maybe playoff season, than what we had in the championship underneath. You've got Morsey and Evans who I think, okay. Bishop at Stews. I'd rather have Morsevin Evans to be honest. You got um well you got you got your winners, um, Selena, Bonn. I know it's not Darrell Murphy, but but still, I mean that that was just so strong for that league. Ridiculously strong. And then the bench to to bring on quality. We just bring quality off a bench. Even a has just been just been looking like a little bit of good business, hasn't he? To see out games and um yeah. Well, it's, it's all hopefully now coming
0: together. So hopefully we have be able stop, that's all I'll say. Okay, and um, Liam, I'm going to jump in there. Um, I think the main thing is, oh, we've got another clean sheet. Um, I'm probably now going to sp- maybe nick Mark Beck's funder here because I know he's probably going to mention the, the, the goalkeeper. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, clean sheets is a, is a massive thing, I think, in, in, at this level. You need to keep them clean sheets. And, you know, one of the guys said earlier, like, if we did concede one, it's sort of like town went off the, the the pedal, really. But luckily, we kept that going. We kept the clean sheet. Is that another positive from you?
5: Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think this is all built on the back of Lincoln. Um, you look you look at the shift change from that Bolton gate and I think Cook realised that without Morsi, especially, who would give you that extra solidity in midfield, I think he saw that we were slightly error-prone in the middle of the field. And with the full-backs bombing on, it was it was too big of a risk at the time. And that, that Lincoln game, where you saw Danassian get no further forward than the halfway line, and you've got Coulson on the other side, who was pushing further forward, but never really overlapped. He, he, he still stayed behind the winger, um, which was Fraser on that side. Um, it, it was just so much more solid and i think that's translated since and and as as mark said earlier about the sheffield wednesday game i mean we should have won that game i mean um you can't you can't criticize bon for what he's done but i mean he scored an absolute sublime goal against i think it was mk dons and scored an absolute sublime goal on tuesday night and yeah he he's missed something that he probably would have buried nine times out of ten in that third minute against Wednesday, which would have changed the game completely. But the fact of the matter is, we didn't lose it. And Sheffield Wednesday's goal, which was one of only very, very few chances that they had, was just a really well-executed strike. Otherwise, they wouldn't have scored all day. And Bond's shithousery at the end could have... um, ended up in being three points, which it probably deserved to be. But that's the massive difference now. And then we've gone and scalped Doncaster. I mean, the biggest takeaway for me, and and and, and look, we all love our football and we all want to go and watch football on a Saturday. But the takeaway for me is that optimism now of the future of these games coming up, that I'm excited about going to these games. I'm looking forward to them. I can't wait now for a Saturday to come along for these games just because now it looks like we're going to see a show every time. Now, I'm not suggesting they're going to score six every time, but I just feel there's a lot more consistency there now. But I feel that the football that we saw in the first month of the season, which was in fits and starts, is now a lot more over the whole game rather than little brief periods here and of course other teams are going to have moments in a game it, it, it's going to happen but um, I just feel we're, we're just seeing now the the kind of the tip of the iceberg here of, of what town can really do in, the, in this league and how much damage they can cause to other teams and I mean I, I, I'll probably reiterate this when we talk about Accrington but not a happy hunting ground, but I'm I'm going into that game on Saturday thinking we should probably win that fairly comfortably. I I think the the biggest issue that we've had in the past against teams like Accrington is that our the centre of the team is just too soft. Whereas now with Morsi, who is just a complete ball breaker, for me he reminds me of Gattuso at AC Milan, someone who who he, he was everywhere and and he but he just he he broke up play and was was just a machine and the two center backs now i think can mix it with any striker in this division whether they're physical or not i think these two center halves we've got now can really dominate some of these physical strikers who in pa- in the past would have turn town defenders to jelly. So I, I honestly think that something like Accrington on Saturday with Colby Bishop, I, I, I don't see it. I, I, he will be a threat, but I don't see him being as threatening as he has been in the past. And and that, for me, is the exciting thing because I just think it's all starting to come together now. And as Brad said, the next few games, Accrington, Shrewsbury, if it goes ahead and Cambridge, we should be winning. And then even after that, Fleetwood um, at home and I think Pompey in the midweek. Pompey have had a terrible start to the season. They're not looking particularly clever at the moment. Suddenly I'm thinking, well, that game at Fratton Park, why not? We should, we should be looking at winning that game fairly comfortably the way things are going. So I, I, I think it could be a, a really, really exciting October.
0: Yeah, very exciting and long trips expected as well. Uh, Mark, let's finish off this positivity. Of course, hopefully we'll be talking about this for for the rest of the season. But um, any other takeaways from the game? And then we'll move on to Accurton and also bring you the strike um, as it's now a fan social regular feature. Um, But yeah, any other takeaways from the game?
6: Um, I think it's something that's probably gone a little bit unnoticed, really, but they uh, did. Paul Cook clap us at the end. Not like uh, this is not me moaning that he didn't. I don't think he did. And I think I can't Paul Cook. Paul Cook is.
4: Was he? Was he at the sales stand waiting for the players to walk in? I think that's what he I was doing.
6: He, I think he was. But even yeah. the players didn't lap it up like as much as I'd expect them to. And you think over the last two seasons under Lambert. We went to bloody MK Dons and I thought Lambert was going to put his shoulder out when we were celebrating a 1-0 win and we got battered in the second half by MK Dons. And I think that's quite telling to see where we are as a team. Yeah, we've won 6-0. It was against Doncaster. But there's a long way to go and I think Paul Cook knows that. And this is just the start of the run. We're not going to get carried away at this stage. He knows that we've got to keep this form going and I think he's going to keep his players very grounded. I don't know if he was a little bit distracted by getting one up on uh, the old reporter... After the game, but um, no, I think I think it's really telling that we're it, you know we're still very grounded despite such a big win. I know the fans are absolutely as Brad's going to be celebrating until Christmas, I think. But um, you know, we're, we're, everyone at the club seems very grounded. Um, and I think, as we've alluded to, we've now got a real opportunity that this could be the start of of the run that we we get into. And I'm looking further ahead than the Portsmouth game call me foolish but I'm looking at the Sunderland game in November and if we can get this string of wins going we've got to take it each game at a time as the old managing cliche goes you know we've got to take each game at face value and get the job done which I think we're going to do better than we ever have done I think we seem to respect respect and disrespect teams in the same way you know we, we, we're not there just to, because we're up switch and we're bigger I remember Flynn Downs talking about it when we went to Wimbledon and saying we should win these sorts of games there's no should just because your Ipswich Town and AFC Wimbledon have come back up through the ranks you've got to earn it and they wanted it more than we did and I think that's what we're going to go go with from now on but looking at that Sunderland game in November if we can string a good run of results together and we can get within six points of Sunderland that game could be huge like we could shape our season in that one game because we could bring them right into our hands, and that could really put a seed in, of doubt into there. Because we've got to go and play; they've got to come back to us only a month later. So maybe I'm being a little bit foolish and getting ahead of ourselves. That might all change next week after we go to Accrington. But um, no, I think we've got to be. I think we're very reserved at the minute. We're not getting too carried away. Um, and yeah, let's hope and pray that this is the start of something. I'll go to Brad. Brad's got his finger up. I'll let him go. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I just want a special mention for um Scott Fraser, a bit of an unsung hero, because I thought he was excellent the other night and he has been lately, where he goes a bit unnoticed because he hasn't got the flashiness of other players, but he moves the ball quickly. Um, he's he's just his movement across the pitch. He linked really well with Selena the other night. Um he's just a really good footballer, isn't he? And he has at least two or three moments a game where we almost score from. Like he he'll put a fantastic ball in the box or he'll pick someone out is a real quality player. I, I have no problem with him being on the left wing. I know Carl Edwards is coming back. I quite like the thought of Carl Edwards coming on in the 60th minute against Tyra and full more than anything, I think. But um, but yeah, special mention for Fraser and obviously is the other, the other side Burns who, he reminds me of like, I don't know, just like Horace Gump, like three months into his run, he looks like him, doesn't he? Like he just looks like and he walks around like he's knackered all the time and but he's but then he gets the ball and he's gone. It's just It's he's, he's not necessarily the best play, he's a bit of a one trip pony, if we're all honest. He's only he's gets the ball and runs. But you hit like like Andy was saying, you hear the six clatter when he gets it because you know he's just gonna go. And it just brings a real energy and just some of the personalities there. I look, like I say I like Wes Burns, his sort of personality, his little handshake with Nasty at the end. Um, I like um I like Morsey with the fact that he's just an absolute bastard. I reckon that every player there hates him. I reckon that he just like I reckon he's constantly on him on at him in training, isn't he? I reckon he's just constantly at him. And even Lee Evans just said his hard work at times, like, I bet he is. But um I like a few of the personalities that come together there as well as Bob because obviously he's just lives just lives the club through and through. So you, not only are we looking at a good team, but I'm feeling like this
0: is a team I'm going to fall in love with. Brilliant. <laughs> and um, Liam, I saw you got a hand up. Um, end it there and then we'll we'll get on to looking ahead against Accrington. Of course, they lost 5-1. A long trip to, on a Tuesday night to Oxford. Um, so they'll be a wounded animal. They'll be wanting to get a better result. But then they lost 4-1 against Wigan at home. Um, so they've had not great results recently. But Liam, over to you.
5: Uh, I just wanted to reiterate what Mark said about Cook being quite grounded. Um, The the thing that struck me most was at the Lincoln game where the fans were trying to get Cook to turn around and and kind of applaud the fans. And he kind of turned to us all and, and just told us to calm down a bit. The game isn't over yet. We've got to get it over the line. And even then... Um, at the end of the game, obviously, it was Mark Ashton's moment to run onto the pitch like a crazy, crazy supporter. Um, Cook kind of just walked away and went quietly down down the tunnel. So I think he is going to be like that all season. I think he will be grounded and fairly conservative in how he reacts to results. Um, I don't think you're going to see a huge amount of emotion compared to say, someone like Lambert, who at every point when someone was saying, give us a wave, he would be always do, giving the fans a wave or getting everyone to, to go up. Um, and I think, I think that's, that's setting the standards that I think Cook wants everyone's minds on the game uh, and making sure that we, we bring it home, even after such a massive win on Tuesday. Um, he, he, he probably is just more relieved uh, than anything to have actually got that first home win, which I'm delighted for him.
0: Definitely. No more hand-holding and doing that stupid thing they used to do with Paul Lambert. That was just ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's fine <laughs> when it happened once and twice, but yeah, we don't want that anymore. Um, well, let's get into the strike, have a little break, and then we'll look ahead to Accreton. Um, I'm sure no one's going to change the team. Because it would be silly to change a team who just won 6-0, but I'll, I'll wait and see what the guys want to do. So we're going to hit the jingle, then we're going to get into the strike. Who's going to win it this week? Last week, Dan won it. Um, so let's see if we're going to have a new strike champion this week. So let's get the jingle. Boom. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Strike. Brought to you by the greatest quiz show host on planet Earth, producer, Ross. All right, we're back. And, uh, well, we have five questions. We have a tiebreaker if needed. Uh, Kez, I'm sure you probably know what a strike is. Um, the, the, this week, it's on Akriton Stanley, because we're playing Akriton. Um oh, right. Who are they? Mark has an idea for a, a different strike, but we'll get into that one, one day, mate. We'll get to that soon. We'll get to that soon. But um, for the time being, we have Akroton Stanley questions. As we, as you know, we've got connections with Akroton. You know, we've got Cameron Burgess, Caden Jackson, Junoy Donation, Gary Roberts. Paul Cook actually played for Akroton and managed Akroton. So uh, let's get into question one, though. Let me get my answers up. As you know, normally I am terrible with getting the answers right, uh, which is not good for the quiz host. Um, first question is on Cameron Burgess. Um, of course, he signed for us this summer from Stanley. But um, how many clean sheets was he involved in during his time at, oh, bring it back up, during his time uh, in, in 52 games for Stanley? Uh, of course, Platt home if you want. I'll uh, repeat that question again for the audio because um, I actually butchered that questioning. So, how many clean sheets was Cameron Burgess involved during his 52 games for Stanley? Um, that's probably grammarly. That doesn't sound great. Uh, so, once again, closest to the correct um, answer gets the point. So, how many clean sheets in 52 games do you reckon? So, yeah, put your answers up 15, 14, 14. If you 18, 14, 12. Now, one person is bang on. And that is 15. Oh. So you got who got that again? Is that Brad? Brad wasn't it. Yeah, yeah, Brad. Brad gets the point. If you want show me your answer, but also tell me answer because I know it's a bit of an awkward thing for audio. We're like, of course, we we see each other, but on audio, people are thinking, "What's going on, Ross?" Just this sounds like shambolic. And normally it is, but there's maybe shout <laughs> out if I can't see it. Um, question two is on KJ Kane and Jackson, of course, signed for us oh, and um, still here. Uh, question two. How many goals did he score for Accrington in 50 games? Now, why did Paul Hurst sign him? Was he because he scored loads of goals or is he just because he's quick? Caden Jackson. How many goals did he score in 50 games for Aquiton Stanley? Once again, closest to the correct point. Correct answer gets the point. Brad, winning we'll one. I'm have year. to say mine because my pen's run out. <laughs> right.
5: Well, okay, 21. Gibson, 24. 21. 24. 24.
0: 24. Uh, oh, that's 16. really? I'm done. Sixteen. Say say 19. 19. I've said
6: 19 he's absolutely crap. I've said eight. <laughs> <laughs> Are you <going> for Mark? <laughs> eight.
0: <laughs> just, just tell us. Just tell us. Uh, 18. Eighteen. Eighteen. Well, one person is dead on again. This time, it is sixteen. Oh, Ben, right? It.
4: I was going to write I 16, in, but I knew he scored in one off. season, and I thought he must
0: have scored more than his other seasons. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 16, You've seen Caden so... Jackson
6: play, haven't you? He can't do <laughs> that. He's not that good.
0: No. <laughs> 16, in, of course, in League Two, um, Fawcett. Yeah, it was um, So Ben has got one. Brad's got one. Uh, question three is on good old JD. Um, what a Oh, just fantastic. He's been fantastic recently, which is great. He's been fantastic since he signed for us, really. He just hasn't been given a chance. Yeah. Um, he just made a bad tea for Paul Ambert, weren't he? Um, but yes, yeah, question three is what was the fee town paid for Genoa, International for action? So there's three options. Oh, there okay. is three options. Don't worry. Don't, seven... him? Don't need him. I'll give you him right. anyway. I'll give him, <laughs> him anyway. Yeah, give him mess. 700K, 750K, or 800K?
6: Oh, I
4: thought you
0: were going
4: to be a
1: little
6: bit more
0: generous no. than that. Oh. Uh, well, I've gone for... I'm going to say 750.
6: 750.
0: 750. 750. Seven, 700. Okay.
6: What are you going for, Mark? 700. 700. It's 750. Oh, Wee. bollocks. Bollocks. <laughs>
0: So then Liam gets his first point and Kez gets his first point. That's because
6: I slag him off all the time. That's why I get they, yeah. I never gonna get that right.
0: <laughs> missed out with 50k, missed out. Of course, it was a weird situation with him because of course he got loaned back to, to Agmatil and then you know he had work permits issues and all that sort of stuff. But now he's here he's, a... he's playing regularly, which is good. All right, he's question four is he, he, he does, yeah, he does indeed. Um, question four is on Gary Roberts Robbo. Um, of course, the new uh, course coaching staff here. He joined town from Acton in 2006. But how many games did he play for both in five seasons combined? Does that makes sense. Oh though?
2: my god!
0: What? <laughs> five seasons
2: of football.
6: Five seasons of football. Why, why is it turned into only connect for a second? It's so that, usually really simple. Uh, 110.
0: 110. Joined, okay, from right, He joined us. He joined us for town. No, well,
4: he was basically retired at Accrington, wasn't he? And
0: well, no, no, he, he no, he start. He, he joined town for Accrington in 2006. Oh, for forgot. Can't change.
6: <laughs> you can
1: before,
6: five so, seasons before or after?
0: So he he start, he, he joined town. <laughs> five was, seasons <laughs> combined, Mark.
5: So for for he played five seasons for both Accrington and
0: both. Town. For both teams, both. yeah. Did, yeah.
5: Teams.
0: Did so he? Had, yeah,
5: yeah. How, How many combined he seasons?
0: He had two seasons of us. He had three seasons at Accrington because he joined us from Accrington in 2006. So he had 2002, he joined Accrington. Even the dog there. is like, what is going on? <laughs> but we're not <laughs> including his retirement at Accrington. Um you can if you want, but you know, I don't think you actually played a game for them. I don't think you actually played. Oh, this this is okay, a stupid question. Oh, I not do this question now. I'm sorry for people at home. They're, they're, they're one, confused eight, 85. One hundred and eighty seven.
5: One hundred and eighty
3: seven. seventy
5: eight.
1: And one five eight. I think, I think he played ninety four games.
2: One five eight. It's just numbers now, isn't it?
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was he was he was quite i remember him being sort of injured quite a lot with us so i don't yeah. think that he made 100 games no. or, it? so yeah he did
0: he did make 100 games uh. it's 128
1: hundred and twenty-eight. so he oh,
0: got God. closest it's it's the
5: closest, closest there
0: come That's
6: on probably his kez. His I kez, kez i think what probably 94, 94
5: he's had 150 yeah.
2: I went one and... one five I went 1, 5, 8, so I was thirty out exactly.
0: It's all right. So it's a out here.
6: Probably, yeah, oh, I Liam. Think this is this is the worst question you've ever done, Ross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not a good
0: question. For people at home, the question is Gary Roberts joined town for Acton in two thousand six, but how many games did he play for both in five seasons combined? I think we should move on. Uh, I think Liam got the I point. thought it was fine. Yeah, thanks thanks Ben. Okay. I've
6: had a I've yeah, had a correct. long day.
0: Yeah, but let's 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 end up question five. We have got a tiebreaker if needed. Uh, Liam is currently in the lead. Now, Paul Cook what? was a manager. At, uh? No, I'm oh, many on two? Oh, who's winning it then? There's
5: three of us on two. Well, Brad's oh. on two.
0: Oh bugger! I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, okay, this is the winning question then. Um, but if you don't get it right, we've got a tiebreaker. But yeah. Uh, Paul Cook was a manager at Accurton, but How many wins did he secure as manager in 33 games? He didn't manage many games for them. I think he left them to go to Chesterfield. And, of course, that's where he had his uh, first proper success. But uh, 33 games, say 11. how many wins? 11. 10, 11. 11
6: for me. 19.
1: 19.
6: Oh, he went very good. I've
1: got 14, Ross. 14. 14. I think he won 12 games. 12 games. The correct answer is eight games.
0: Eight wow. Brad yeah. Clinches it. Brad's he gets got it. On eight turn. games. Yeah. Not a great record. Let me get his full record out. We have got a tiebreaker. We're, just, we're going to use it anyway because um, it's got to be used because I've you know, fa- found a stat for it and all that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was. Eight wins, seven draws and 18 defeats. His win ratio is 24.2. So that's not great, Accenture. Yeah, not great. Uh, But yeah, Yeah. tiebreaker is the standards. Uh, What is the capacity of the Wham Stadium? So if someone gets it dead on. Oh, God. I think it's
5: 6,432. Bloody
0: hell.
1: I think it's 6,000... Five
4: hundred and forty-eight. Okay. Seven thousand four
2: hundred and eighty-one.
6: Okay. Eight thousand one hundred nine. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, <laughs> pri- I'm gonna price this right, Liam. Six thousand four hundred and seventy-three. <laughs> yeah. Five thousand six hundred. Five thousand six
0: hundred. Well, it is five thousand oh, four hundred no. and fifty. So, Mark Welsh, Mark got it right. Oh, oh that's, that's the only question I got right, though. <laughs> there we go. Um, well, that was a shambles as ever. Um, I'm sure that was for audio, that was probably very hectic. And I'm sure. If, <laughs> sorry if anybody crashed while they are driving while well, listening to that. Um, but that was the strike. <laughs> um, I think we should end it there. We should bring in Elkin Baggert to outro um, it. So over to you, Elkin.
3: Hey, guys, Elkin Baggert here. That was another edition of the strike with Roscoe. Tune in for
0: next time for another edition of The Greatest Quiz Show. Cheers, bro. Thank you, Alcon. Um, of course, he is um, a superstar uh, in the making. He's got more followers on Instagram than the club. Um, so that's good for the Kings of Anglia brand. And as we're here, of course, the the podcast is sponsored by Manscaped.com. Uh, use the code KOA at Manscaped.com for free delivery and 20% off. So there we go. And also, I don't know if anyone else has seen it yet, the new Warzy Never Lost at Home podcast. Uh, Show on the 1981 team, which I'm hearing good things about. Anybody here? Have you watched it yet?
1: Yeah, I've seen it, mate. Yeah. What do you think of it? Quality. Yeah, yeah, really good, really good. But just the the um, the Suffolk accents upset me a bit. They're <laughs> they're way off. They are way off. But you know,
6: here, right, boy? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, no. So. Unfortunately, they're way off with that. Other than that, it's, it's a really nice, fun watch. I really yeah, no, it was, it was in, enjoyable.
0: Definitely get your tickets. Get your tickets now. It's still um, I think it's there until the eighth of October. I've probably got that wrong, but um, support them. They're supporting us with the sponsorship, so brilliant just ignore the Suffolk accents if they're bad then but um, I'm sure it's going to be a great night all over that is that is
1: compensated by the fact that Pete Peter Pevely as uh, is as Sir Bobby is absolutely bang on like that on honestly I'm real
0: yeah I'm hearing good things about that um, well let's now segue and bring you back in cares let's talk about Accurton. Um well the team picks itself Uh, why would you change it Um, and what do you reckon going up to Ackerton a long way to go Um, not a great hunting ground but then last time we played and we won 2-1 Paul Cook wasn't in charge Matt Gill was in charge Paul Cook was shouting his orders still when he was there having a cup of tea Um, but what do you reckon Ackerton think we can get that win again
1: Uh, I think we can I don't think it's not going to be handed to us by any means. I think I, like as you alluded to, they had it, they took a heavy loss um, in midweek from Oxford. And I think they're probably a, a decent enough side to respond to that. And I think that their, their mentality is there in in, in terms of uh, John Coleman, the manager. And I think that, they will respond to that and we we should be expecting a little bit of a backlash from that um but i think as we sh- as we, we we've got some real you know we we proved the other night that we're a proper side at the end of the day we've got some really decent football players and we can play as a cohesive unit and i think that yeah, expecting a response, but I think we can we can get it done. I think this, I think we'll win, but I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a, a hard fought two-one victory.
0: Hmm. I'll take that. I'll take that away from home, right. um, Ben. You've got your dog in hand. Um, what is the name of the dog? I don't know if it's he or she, so that's why I said uh, it's Winnie. 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 Mate. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what's she saying? Yeah, she she thinks it's going to be four 0
2: actually. Yeah, she's very impressed with Morsey. I told her told her all about him when I came home. I said he was like a tank in the middle of the field, but not like a slow tank, like one of those ones that Batman has in those new Batman films, rolling around Gotham <laughs> City doing what he pleases. That's what's going to happen at the Wembley Stadium, by the way. Um, yeah, I just I'm, I'm really confident. I'm not going overboard. I I think um, it will be obviously a much tighter game. They're going to have had a look at Tuesday night and seen us run over Doncaster and obviously having the performance they had, losing to getting battered by Oxford and the defeat to Wigan. I'd, I'd be amazed if he sort of didn't get a bit restricted, maybe change his formation um, just to, to try and nullify us really in terms of the talent that we've got going forward. Um, a little shout out, but like Brad said, Scott Fraser, again, he, he hasn't had enough credit. I don't think he barely gives away the ball. My, my dad said on Tuesday night, this is fantastic having a player that just doesn't lose the ball whenever going forward, like he looks for the right pass. And someone like that is gonna be vital, I think, at the weekend, you know, to unlock their defence if they sit deep and just let us and then try and play on the counter, that could quite possibly happen with Colby Bishop holding it up up top and getting players around him. So I think we're gonna to have to be patient, but I think we could I still think we could nick it quite comfortably in the end, maybe the second half, nick a couple of goals, to a two nil, two nil win, keep it solid at the back. Um and why why shouldn't we be confident? We've had three really good performances, Lincoln Sheffield Wednesday and then Doncaster Tuesday. So Looking forward to following it as best I can on Saturday afternoon. I know some of the KOA posse are making it up there. Good luck to them. Hope it doesn't rain under the uh, no cover. Um, But yeah, Ross, really confident. Let's go
0: for 2-0 Town. 2-0 Town. I'll take that. I love that indeed. Um, Over to you, Welsh Mark. Um, What do you reckon? How are you feeling going into this game? Um, As I said, it's not been a great hunting ground, but um, sometimes you've got to ignore those stats. We're a new team. A lot of these players have never played at Aquiton as a whole team. Of course, Cameron Burgess will know that team very well because he signed us from there. But uh, what do you reckon we can expect from this game?
3: I expect it's going to be tight. It's probably going to be a fairly unpleasant game of football. I don't think Aquiton will want us to play football like we can. I think it's going to be... uh... It's probably a messy, bitty game. They'll try and break our rhythm up where they can. Um, But I do feel that with the players that we've got and with the solid defence that we are developing and with Morsi in midfield, I really don't think we should fear this. I think we should go in and and provided we put in the yards and we work our socks off and, you know, and we give all that we've got... um, you know, I think we can come away with a with a 2-0 with or a 2-1 and, you know, I'm not going to be too worried. I mean, it is I can understand you after all. If we if we work as hard as we can and play to the best of our ability, you know, I fancy that we'll get another win and this momentum will keep going. And on the subject of Scott Fraser, I bumped into, uh, my son was training with the Cheltenham Town Development Squad yesterday and there's a bloke there with an Itch Town top on. So I went and said, hello, who are you? And he said, um, you he introduced myself. He was one of the coaches. He said, "I'm an Ipswich Town fan." Funny enough, he was at the game on Tuesday night. He drove all the way up from Hereford to watch the game, and he said he was really impressed with Scott Fraser. And he said he's a Rolls Royce of a player, and he is a bit like that, isn't he? he you know, he's he's a he's a very refined left-footed uh, you know midfielder who doesn't give the ball away very much. Not a great deal of pace, but uh, but he certainly adds something to that side. I think as the season develops, hopefully we'll see more of him. But yeah, I think we're going to win because I think we're on a roll now, and I think we should be confident and go into it. Don't change the team stick as we are we've got plenty of subs if things go wrong you know if we have to make changes and I'm confident that we can grind out a 2-0 or a 2-1 yeah confidence lovely
0: I'm going to have to get you to choose what prediction you're going to go for though I'm sorry to say I'm going to be that annoying person so 2-1 or 2-0 what are you going for
3: 2-0 ooh
0: another 2-0 another clean sheet Um, Brad over to you I know you normally have the insight knowledge on Accrington I know Ross Sykes is suspended Colby Bishop he likes scoring against us but Dion Charles is out in the wilderness at the moment Um, what can we expect from Accrington and uh, what's your prediction
4: well well, Accrington will um, if John Coleman can get him going and get them to completely forget about the 5-1 defeat um, then you'll see an Accrington which will probably start like a train which they did against us last season and we actually won that game 2-1, so happy on the ground yeah, before then, maybe, but we did win there. Um, yeah, they're, they're a combative side, aren't they? I really like the captain, Keneally. Um, he got sent off last year. Um, but, but yeah, they, they, play, they normally play like the bad, don't they? So I I kind of expect them to, regardless of what Coleman said in his interview today, um, I think they're going to shit their pants, to be honest. I think that their, their players will sit deep. Um, and I I think we're just going to go into this game with all that momentum for 6-0 and win it quite comfortably. 2-0 for me. um, I I think we just, I I can't see us conceding just because, yeah, the ball might go into Colby Bishop, but I know that Sam Worsley will be at his heels. He'll be taking it off him. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm most confident I've been in the game for a long time. The other night was a perfect storm with Doncaster coming, and I think we've got another one uh, Saturday. So, yeah, 2-0.
0: Oh, clean sheets all around at the moment. Um, Liam, over to you. Uh, we're making the long trip. We've got a nice little trip to Donnie on Friday to good old John Watson's pad. Uh, and then he's taking us all the way to Aquiton. Um, the terraces, hopefully the weather's not going to be terrible because I do fear you guys are going to get... Oh, I'm, I'm going to get wet as well because you know, I've got no cover either. But uh, what do you reckon then this Saturday, my friend? Uh, are you going with a, another clean sheet? Um, I'm sure we're not going to change anything, are we?
5: Uh, No, Um, and uh, before Ben started this uh, little train of 2 nils, I was going to say 2-0, and I'm going (laughs) to stick with 2-0, because I I think that in the past, um, the sort of games that we've played against Accrington, they are tighter games, but I think we're much more clinical than we have been, uh in the past and as brad said there I think defensively we are so much more solid than than uh we have in the past and, and as I said earlier this soft underbelly that town have had um I I think now with Morsey and two massive centre halves who can really deal with a physical presence as is Bishop I just I just see as being able to keep them out. Um, and I don't see why we should make any changes. It's all about partnerships. I mean, the midfield is going to stay the same. I mean, Evans and Morsey have done it at Wigan and obviously Tuesday night were immense uh, together. But then the main takeaways for me are that the two, um, the two fullbacks, I think you've got real good partnerships down there at the moment. Penny uh, seems to have a good understanding with Fraser, who isn't normally a wide player. Obviously, he likes to be more central. But I think the fact that Selina's in the 10 and moves about a bit, I think that's made Fraser a better player. I think that's made Fraser feel more comfortable. Um, but I think he's done a really good job in these last three games uh, with Coulson and Penny down that side. And then, obviously, on the other side, I think Donassin and Burns have been fantastic together. Uh, I think they've had a really, really good... Um, rapport down there so I know it's tempting to maybe say Edwards is back in the fold but I, I, we've got so much firepower on the bench but I, I don't think we need to change it from the start why change the winning team when we've got so much firepower to bring on if the game isn't isn't going to plan um, and, and just a little shout out to John um, obviously uh, his uh, kids are looking forward to Welcoming you in into their home uh, when uh, John poli- uh, politely said that me and Ross could stay over on the Friday night uh, and mentioned it to his kids. And um, his kids um, said that, "Oh, we're going to meet Ross." No mention of me, but yeah, Ross. So um, I hope you've got the signed. I hope you've got the signed picture out ready for for the front door for when you need to give your autograph, mate.
0: Yeah, I've got the Neil wornup bum bag and all that with my, my picture of <laughs> myself. Um, um, before I go over to you, Mark, to end the podcast and get your predictions, your thoughts, I did see Kez with his hand up. So over to you, my friend.
1: Yeah, mate. No, I was just going to say, because I know that we were talking about not making um, changes to the start and eleven, but I think a, few, a little bit of a, a reshuffle on the bench um, would be welcomed. I'd quite like to see ha- us having the option of Joey Piggott um, who I think could have a role to play um, on a on a slog of an away day at Accrington. but also, and I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if Paul Cook's minds work exactly like ours as well. And I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of little little changes to the to the starting eleven, even. But yeah, no, Joe Piggott, I think would be uh, it would be foolish to leave him sort of completely out of the 18 on Saturday.
0: That's a good, good shout. Can't believe you know Joe Pickett's
1: not been able to get into the team,
0: but we've got McCordy Bond scoring the goals and the, fo- the formation we play is one up front. But um, I think, yeah, you need a hairy ass striker going to Aquerton. You know, you need a hairy ass defenders now. You need Joe Pickett, the hairy ass striker, to come off the bench if he does come off the bench and hopefully <laughs> score us a, a winner or whatever.
6: He, he can't be a hairy ass striker with a middle name of Wasn't, was it wasn't Croft. Wasn't Croft, is yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that's not a hairy ass striker's middle no. name. You're a Dave no. or a Barry, don't you?
3: Yeah, <laughs> I,
4: don't, I don't think Norwood manscapes either, to be honest. I can't
6: see James Norwood manscaping. No, I think he does.
0: <laughs> I think he does nowadays because now, you know, with, when it was back at Forest Green Rovers days, he probably didn't. But since joining Ettridge Town and living at home, you yeah, know, living. Yeah, they're all,
6: they're all hippies out that way, aren't they? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Vegans
0: <laughs> <are>.
6: <laughs> they're on the M25, probably a lot of them, I reckon. Yeah. Um, uh, right, I'll come to, in now yeah, as I've gate crashed yeah. it, haven't I? Um I think the underrated caveat is that Norwich are playing at Burnley at three o'clock as well on Saturday, which is only about five miles down the road. So hopefully we get a nice win and former Ipswich town goal machine, Chris Wood can come up trumps for, uh, for Burnley and we can remind them of our results as much as it's a little bit pathetic that we're in league one and they're in the premier league, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, as for the team, I don't think it'll be a changed team. As Kez said, I think rotation on the bench probably more important than anything to give some different options to come in. Um, I think defensively, like we've been saying, we've been a lot so- more solid. Um, and I think ladkey has been very much improved with a consistent defence in front of him. And I think we've got to continue with a consistent team um, going forward. Accrington, I do like John Coleman. I've I've had the pleasure of speaking to him in the past. Really nice bloke. And he's very good friends with Paul Cook as well, I believe. Um, So it'll be a nice little trip for them both. Hopefully, there'll be not like a mutual share of point sort of relationship going on there. I think Paul Cook will go there and do the business and they'll enjoy a nice glass of red after an Ipswich win would probably be nice. Um, But no, I I think we'll go up there. I'll go for a 3-1 win. Um, As much as Accurton are getting battered, they do seem to find a way to get a goal. Um, And in the words of Mark Detmer, the train has left the station. Fight and win. Come on, you super blues.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's getting clipped up now, by the way. That is getting clipped up.
6: He's going to hate ah! me now. I'm getting getting blocked. (laughs)
0: No, I'm sure there's many other people who have been tweeting him um, that he probably has got sick of now, but we won't get into that. And talking about hairy-ass players, Cameron Burgess' last name is Robert. His last
2: name?
6: Middle name. I think it's 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 Burgess, mate. Cameron Burgess
2: Robert. Is it double-barrel his surname? Burgess
6: (laughs) Robert. Is he related to Lauren Robert from Newcastle?
0: <laughs> um, He's French. Oh, I've had a mayor. a mayor again. A I, mare. I
2: suddenly understand why uh, why John's daughters are so buzzing to meet you, Ross. Yeah. You can have so much yeah. in common. How old are they?
0: <laughs> uh, nine of it, yeah. Um, anywho, um, Liam, I saw you had your hand up when we are end here and um, we're also gonna go over to you, Ben, because um, we want to plug you because it's a massive, you know, weekend for town on Saturday, but it's a massive weekend or on Sunday for Ben of the true Kings of Anglia fan social posse. He's doing a bit of running. A bit of running. <laughs> um, well, Actually, we'll go to you now as we're talking about it and we'll finish off with you, Liam. But um, you're doing a bit of running on Sunday. Uh, apparently at a marathon in London. That's happening, apparently. I'll let you talk about it more. Yeah, th- thanks, for,
2: thanks for mentioning it, um, Ross. To start, starting to feel a little bit nervous uh, ahead of the yeah, London Marathon that I'm running um, in aid of the Teenage Cancer Trust who obviously um, do a tremendous job, amazing charity like you know, thousands of them are out there but <clears throat> my brother also a town fan, been going since we were kids, both running it together, hoping to run as quick a time as we can, um, I've never run a marathon before. The hardest thing has been giving up booze for the last of the six weeks, not had a drop. It's been very difficult going to town games and not having a good pint at the various um, establishments around Ipswich. Um, but I appreciate everybody on the podcast um, as, as um, pretty much everyone sent a donation, which is amazing. Thank you so much. Anyone listening, if if you could um spare a few pennies for a very well-worthy cause then um the tweet um i've sent out recently I'll, I'll retweet it it's just got the link obviously the just giving link but um yeah amazing support from the ipswich fan base for a brilliant fan base we all come together and um hopefully we can win on saturday and i can
0: just think about that and sort of the pain after all those miles cheers ross Sorry that I sound like a dick. I felt like I was sound like a dick when I go, oh, you've just done a bit of running on Sunday. Um, but no, it's for a great cause. <laughs> no, not at all.
2: I'm, it's, it's madness, really. It's a bloody long way. The training has been a lot harder than you kind of think about. It's it's a very long way to be running. It's
0: it's stupid. But apparently it's meant to be fun. We'll see. Definitely. Well, <laughs> enjoy it, my friend. And best of luck. And we'll be supporting, we'll be shouting you on our TV screens. So best of luck, my friend. Um, and Liam, over to you then. I saw you got your hand up. Um, end it here and I'll, actually I'll go to everyone else if you've got any other business put your hand up and we'll
5: end with you guys Um, I just wanted to quickly say <laughs> bit bit difficult now you've gone to Ben with his running but um, just just obviously the the 4-1 defeat for Accrington it's not the first uh, the 5-1 sorry that that's not their first hammering in the last few games is it because I think they lost 4-1 against Wigan and I think home. someone else handed them Handing them uh, quite a heavy beating as well, isn't it? In the last three, Um, was a free so... free draw. It's Morecambe. All right. Well, th- but the fact of the matter is, they're shipping goals. So, uh, and with Town the way that they're going, I, I-, I could see them breaking Ackeringdon down quite easily if they're really low on confidence at the moment. Because that's that's a pretty That's uh, 13 goals, I think, in three games they've shipped. That's a lot. So that's why I feel really confident about Town winning at the weekend because I just think that we'll get the chances to score and put them away.
0: Hopefully we will do. Um, So, lads, any other business before we wrap up? Can we talk about
4: know. Sam Morsi anymore? I, I,
0: I think... No, nah, I don't know. <laughs> he is he is a beautiful man, a fantastic footballer, and, yeah, all hail Sam Morsley. Um And, yeah, hopefully the game against Rose, we all get called off because if we do miss him for that game and we still play it, then I think, yeah, we'll miss that a lot. Um, no, I think we should end it there. Um, all hail Sam Morsey, 6-0 win. Keep the positivity. On to Accurton, A long way to the Wham Stadium. A bit of George Michael. For our pre match music. Um who else. Can we Super- end it on
6: some uh Bangles inspired Walk Like an Egyptian dancing in aid of yeah. Uh yeah. Sam Norse. So okay. all gotta do it. All gotta do- Yeah, there we go. go. <laughs> That's it's how we're night. ending is- it.
2: Come on, Kes. Come Keep on, Kez. Together. This is how what I- this one's gonna look like after mile twenty five running
0: like this <laughs> the Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think so. There we go. There we go, lads. So love- oh, I'll enjoy it. that. Um, and actually a big shout out quickly I know Kes is going to Sound City a music festival in Ipswich. if you can't go to Accrington on Friday and Saturday um, upcoming talents if you love your music go and support it um, some great stuff going on at different venues enjoy it um, if you can't go to the game and yeah that's been another edition of the Kings of Anger Fan Social as I said we are in support of the Never Lost at Home at the Wolsey and also Manscaped.com uh, use the code KOA uh, for 20% off and free delivery. Um, we'll be back next week, uh, talk about uh, two games, of course, the Acton game and then the Pat John's trophy against Gillingham. Uh, Steve, Steve Evans versus Paul Cook. Um, I, I can't get enough of Gillingham. Um, we always play them all the time. Uh, but we'll be back next week and that is it. Goodbye.
5: From true crime to football, Brexit to Folkville. for more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com/channel/archon.